ruin all of our uh, content. <laughs> we should start. We should hit record. Right, ranting off because the air. I can't rehash all of these conversations. No, it's not the same. So we just talked for twenty five minutes, and it's wasted. <laughs> and there was some gold in there. There was gold. There was some gold in there. Uh, this is a two for week because we did zero last week. So yeah. we are making up for it. We're doing a two for this week. Uh, we are coming live from the Whitmore Studios, which is pretty cool. Uh, and we have lots to talk about. Number one, Hunter just got back from an automotive concierge trip. I'm going to let you talk about it. I'll, I'll yeah. preface it. Okay. So you have a client who was looking high and low for an exotic and after much searching and diligence, they found it in Colorado. Yeah, Denver. And it's, am I correct that this is the only one of these cars in existence? I think this is a one of one. It is a Volkswagen Tiguan. <laughs> 2.0 TSI. Yeah, they don't make those. No. They don't make those. Not what, like they used what to. What color combo? White with black interior. White on black, yeah. Yep. Never, never heard of it. <laughs> No, <laughs> they had, so I, I was giving you a hard time. I was giving him a hard time, even though I don't know him. Why? There was a reason why he wanted this, this Tiguan from Colorado. So we're in Salt Lake City. Yes. So, uh, and I'll preface this by saying that I do a lot of aut automotive concierge stuff, usually with slightly nicer things. But, Just different uh, things. Yeah. So this was a car that he bought new originally for his daughter. And then they sold it to a family friend in Colorado. Mm -hmm. And then he uh, has a, I don't know if it's a friend or just somebody that he like knows that is moving from California to Utah. Mm -hmm. And he's just kind of trying to help him get on his feet. And oh, cool. so he bought this car back yeah. to give to that friend. See, how much cooler is that story than I was giving him a hard time for wanting a foreign Tiguan. Right. And he's doing something awesome with it. Yeah. How and was... It's actually like... Like, when I got in this thing, I thought it was new. It's... That's crazy. It's really nice inside. Like, That's crazy. It's really well kept. So, the 2-liter TFSI engine yeah. that is in it is a super common Volkswagen engine. Yes. It's in everything. It's in every... Not every, but it's in so many Audis and Volkswagens. Yeah. And I think it's awful. It's literally one of the most unreliable engines you it's can possibly a, find. Yeah. So they did a lot of bad things with it. It consumes oil the same way that Subarus <laughs> consume head gaskets and vape pens. Yes. Um, but it just, it's so rumbly and it's so, un, it feels so unrefined to me. And I've owned a few. I would yeah. know. It's just, it's really not, not great. And I think that's the engine, the same engine they put in the Chiron as well, isn't it? Yeah, but they put like 13 of them in the Chiron. Right. Yeah, it's a <clears throat> www.w12. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> uh, so you drove the Tiguan from Denver to Salt Lake. Yeah. And you said there was one feature that stood out <laughs> as being the least favorite feature of the car. Yeah. So uh, I, d I flew to Denver in the morning and then I got in the car at the airport. The person I bought that was bought that. They bought it from, got out, and got into an Uber, and I drove it straight home from the airport. So it was like, boom, boom. I just came right back. It's like a Top Gear race. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, it was fun. I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. But the sound system in that Tiguan yeah. 
is the worst. <laughs> hang on, let me get closer to the microphone. The worst <laughs> sound system ever installed to a car, ever. Why? How? What was? What was so bad about it? Was it just the sound? The sound quality is horrible. I don't know if the acoustics in the car are terrible too. Okay. But like, I was trying to listen to podcasts, and okay. it's it was hard to even tell what they were saying. But then you listen to music. That's pretty crazy. And you couldn't hear the, like, you could hear all the instruments and everything, but. Yeah. Maybe they had some setting on the stereo that was off or something. I was going to mess with it, and then I just put it in my AirPods. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, Drive was good, though. How long of drive is it? Like seven hours? Yeah, seven and a half. Was it snowy at all? Because it snowed here a little bit. I ran into some snow in between. Uh, in between Laramie and Green River, oh. <laughs> it snows between Laramie and Green River every, like every month. I think in somehow. July, yeah, because it's never. Our grandfather, who you didn't get to know very well, yeah, uh, he would always say that if it's if the wind stopped blowing in Wyoming, everybody would fall over because they're so <laughs> used to it being windy and cold. And I think that was a pretty apt saying because I've driven that, I've driven through there a bunch of times. Yeah. It's awful. So, you know, they have like the big electric signs that go across the roads that display different messages. Mm -hmm. There were a bunch of those and every single one of them. So for, for like 75 miles of the drive. Watch for drifting snow. No, there was, there was hardly any snow on the ground actually. And even the snow that was like, it snowed for probably 20 minutes and it didn't stick. But Those signs all said for like a certain distance that the road was closed to semis that weren't towing at least 40,000 pounds because the crosswinds oh, were like was so high. up to 65 over. mile an hour crosswinds That's awesome. the whole way home. So good thing you had your mama in the car with you. <laughs> Just kidding. Your mom is my mom too. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> no, the scariest thing, the wind is actually not that bad. When you would drive past a semi and it would block the wind and yeah. create like... I don't know the tech, like an area of low pressure a or refuge? something. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, the refuge would actually like suck you towards the semi. Yeah, and it was horrifying. That it is, really was. That's pretty wild. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't miss. Not. I. I used to have to drive that a lot when I was playing tennis. We drive to Denver. Yeah. Um, that's not a. It's not a particularly fun drive. It's, it's not r- pretty. No. It's not interesting. It's just a drive. I listened to automotive podcasts the entire seven and a half hours. Okay. It was great. That is a lot of podcasting. Yeah. I will also say that uh, the only stereo I can think of that was fitted to a car that might be as poor as the Tiguan, uh-huh. uh, we're going to have this owner on uh, as a guest at some point. Okay. Uh, but the Lamborghini Aventador SVJ yeah. has... <laughs> I, it might be it the, might be the, might same, be the same sound system it might be from the Tiguan. One. So that's pretty funny. It's pretty atrocious. But why would you want to hear anything but that glorious V12 that's in the SVJ? I don't know how you could hear anything. You know what? That's that. actually fair. Yeah. And the uh, screams of every 12-year-old boy as you drive past. Yeah. That still might be my greatest driving experience of all time. The SVJ. The SVJ. That's cool. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I rode in, I've ridden in one. Yeah. I've never driven one. Was it fun to drive? Was it engaging or was it like a barge? Uh, it's super engaging. It's all over the road. Okay. Like you're constantly, you're not just cruising around 
in a straight line. You're okay. making corrections all the time. Okay. And it's horrifying that everybody is trying to take pictures of you and film you and not like trying to avoid getting in an accident like yeah. that. Yeah. But the sound is the sound oh is my gosh. unbelievable. Yeah. It's incredible. Uh real <laughs> quick, we can go into depth on this another time. Best sounding engine of all time. On a road oh car. Gosh. I mean, it's hard not to say, <clears throat> say it. some sort of Ferrari V12. Mm. What, what's yours? The LFA. Oh, gosh. The LFA or the Courier GT. The Courier GT. Yeah. Something about 10 yeah. cylinders that do it for me. Yeah. Oh, I know somebody who owns a car with 10 cylinders. <laughs> <laughs> and most of them work most of the time, which is really good. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, let's, uh, well, that sounds, I'm, I'm glad you made it back safe. I'm going to throw a plug in there sketchy. though for an E-type Jag. Sounds pretty good. They do sound really, straight six. really lovely. Oh. Yeah. The old large displacement straight engines. Yes. So good. Yeah. So good. I'd drive one. Yeah. I'd drive an E-type. No doubt. Uh, it had to be a series one though. So, uh, for those of you who don't know anything about the E-type, Jag from the sixties and Enzo Ferrari the man who, uh, you know, developed Ferrari uh -huh. said that the E-Type was the most beautiful car ever made. Ooh. Uh, but the Series 1 in particular, the early models, the later models to me look like Dr. Seuss cars because the front end is so long. Yeah, when they put the V12 in them. Yeah. And it took you four minutes to walk from the front door to the front of the hood. <laughs> Uh, from the driver's side door to the front of the hood. So I just came up with the greatest maybe license plate ever for an E-Type. So for anybody who doesn't know, and this is like super off in the weeds a little bit, so I apologize in advance, but I have to say this while I'm thinking about it. Uh, the distributor for that car with all the electronics mm -hmm. is like in the wheel well. Yeah. And they also have horrible electrics. Shout out to Lucas. Shout out to all British cars. <laughs> right. But Lucas in particular. So if you were to say uh, drive through a puddle. Which you don't do. Yeah. Which would splash up into the wheel well and then ruin all your electrics. Yeah. Which, I mean, there's not that many puddles in England. England. <laughs> Never rains. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just came up with the greatest license plate. If I ever have an E-Type. Mm-hmm. My license plate is going to be PDL JMPR, Puddle Jumper. Puddle Jumper. <laughs> this is so bad. It's, that's the most esoteric, <laughs> random, and I, I love it. Yeah, Puddle Jumper. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, uh, my favorite joke, my favorite automotive joke of all time. So we talked about Lucas Electrics. It's a British company that developed all of the electronics for most Jag Jaguars and Land Rovers, like most British cars. Yeah. Um, why and it's british people for whatever reason i don't drink but they drink warm beer yeah mm. so why do british people drink warm beer I really liked it <laughs> okay there are a few on my list i actually saw one of these yesterday okay I'm and looking, I, I nearly called you i'm looking at one on ksl right now that, that okay. made my list and so i think that has to be the one so okay. you, you go first okay. what car did you used to love and now you're ashamed about it so there was a guy when I was probably in middle school and he lived in and around our neighborhood somewhere and he had multiple throughout the years, mm -hmm. Maserati Gran Turismos, <laughs> his yeah. blinker stock, like yeah. so many parts are literally from mm -hmm. 
different dodges. So you get the best of both worlds. <laughs> you get the domestic GM uh, panels and switches, yeah. which they're known for. How do you say Mopar in Italian? Uh, Mopare. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> and the legendarily reliable Italian engines. Oh, they're so good. It's a match made in heaven. Yeah. But so if you close your eyes and listen to the Gran Turismo, freaking oh, fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, then you look at it and then you maybe drive one and then you do a little bit of digging. You realize it is. It's a it's a dodge. <laughs> yes. Um, OK, so I can I can understand that. Yeah. I loved the Gran Turismo and I would literally don't think I would ever own one. OK. OK. So <clears throat> interestingly, mine is a domestic <laughs> just like yours. When I was a kid, uh, Chrysler, Plymouth. Uh, they were going through like this cool retro restyling, right? And it was okay. so fun. So they came out with like the the PT Cruiser had just come out. I never liked that. I, I never was blinded by the PT Cruiser <laughs> and the faux wood paneling. But they were kind of coming out with these retro futuristic styling things. And I liked this particular car so much that I made it into a Pinewood Derby car. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and I loved it. Uh, side note, I won. Um, but <laughs> With all that extra weight. All that extra weight and rust because <laughs> it was authentic. I, it was, so I'm going to give you a hint, and I'm going to see if you guess it. So okay. it was bright purple. My Pinewood Derby car was bright oh, purple. I literally, okay. So with Sunny, we've been going through like some old stuff, finding like old clothes yeah. and everything. Yeah. And I found this car. I know exactly really? what it is. It's sitting at home right now. Do you now. have it really? I do. Oh, I'm bringing it. I'm bringing it home. Yeah. The Plymouth Prowler. Yes, the Prowler. The Plymouth Prowler. It yeah. could have been so good. It actually could have been, I think. Um, but then they put that awful engine in it and it the finishes are terrible. And they have that funny mustache front bumper that, you know. So bad. It just I remember dad's boss had one. Yep. For a while. Yep. And there is, I'm looking at it right now. There's one on KSL. There's for one sale? on KSL. Yeah, right here. Oh dang! And it is, I I just can't. No, I can't. There's nothing redeeming about it. Um, <laughs> so there was. I actually really liked the Chevy SSR for a little bit as well. Oh yeah, equally as horrible. Yeah, again, back from like the retro futuristic styling. Yeah, at least it has was, that Corvette V8 in it though. Yeah, but it weighed eighty thousand pounds. <laughs> And it had the retractable folding roof. That took up half the truck bed. Yep. That was already small. <laughs> so it's not a good truck. It's not a good car. Yeah. It weighs 9,000 tons. It was the Ridgeline before its time. Oh, <laughs> shout out to the Ridgeline. No, not a truck. Um, I saw, side note, I saw a Honda Ridgeline the other day. Uh -huh. Fine. Had a shell on it. Oh, gosh. And I was like, do they know that they make a Honda Pilot? <laughs> right. Do they? Are they? Was this person aware? Um, don't think so. I don't think they were. Uh, okay, so that that is the car that I am a little bit ashamed of of really liking. Okay. Did you have any other honorable mentions? Because I had a few. Man. Yeah, go go for your few. I have a couple, but I think I need to narrow it down. Okay. So when I was younger, I really liked the Acura RSX. 
Oh, yeah. And they came out with one, and I forget what trim line it was, but it had a big giant wing on the back <laughs> that was as tall as the roof. Yeah. Which is good to keep the 144 horsepower firmly planted to the ground at high speed. <laughs> but I thought it was I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, rear downforce is super helpful on a front-wheel drive car as it well. It is. It is. Well, <laughs> it, it mitigates too much traction, because if you get too much traction... It'll rip the front axle right off. <laughs> the front axles, it'll it'll destroy it. So it's good. So that that was one. That was another one that I considered because I just don't. I don't know. Okay, I don't love it now. So I have one more, and okay. this wasn't a car that I like wanted or mm-hmm. lusted after or whatever. But I just remember one time specifically, I saw one with, and I was driving with Dad, and I told him that I was like, "Oh, that looks really good." Yeah. And he looked, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he looked at me. He was so disgusted that I I said, that I said it. And it was the first generation Toyota Venza. (laughs) I was like, wow, that looks really good. And he looked at me and he was like, I think he was legitimately offended. He was sad. (laughs) Yes. He's like, oh, I raised this child. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah, um, so first-gen Toyota Venza. That is funny. Yeah, what is the first-gen Toyota Venza? Is it a wagon? <laughs> is it a crossover? <laughs> Does it know? Yeah, I don't know. Um, okay. Okay, so here's here's another one then. We're going to... Next question. Okay. Is there a car that you love that you're ashamed to admit that you love? Mm-hmm. Is this like new car? Car in general? Just in general. Just in general. Oh, man. One new car that's out right now that I kind of mm-hmm. don't know why I like, but mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. Is uh, it's a, a Hyundai Santa Cruz. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of trucks that don't do truck things very well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just kind of, I kind of like it. Yeah. That, Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely different looking. I might need to go and do like an Aaron Rodgers dark room retreat mm-hmm. for a week or something. I think and, f- and figure that out. Get that get that worked out of your system. Yeah, something in my life is not is not right. No, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. I think for me, if I had to come up with a car that I am a little bit ashamed that I really like, and the thing is, I don't get ashamed of cars that I like yeah. very much because I just I just don't care. I think you get ashamed less than most people. When I it do. Comes to, yeah. I've got no shame. It's left. a good thing. It is a good thing. Um, I think would probably be the Ionic Five. Ooh. Because it <laughs> is this place haunted? Um, it is. I think it's offensive in haunted lots of ways. Haunted by the ghost of Hyundai's past. Yes, right. Did we both pick a Hyundai? We did. Ooh. <laughs> I, the Ionic 5, it looks just crazy. It does. It looks different. It's how I think an electric vehicle should look. Yeah. They didn't try to make it look like a normal car, but they didn't try to make it look, I don't know. I just think it's sweet. So I'm going to offensively connect this podcast with our last one. Okay. Because to me, the Ionic 5 gives me some serious, and this could offend some people. So this is a trigger warning. Okay. It gives me... Lancia Delta Integrale vibes. A little bit. It, it it really, yeah, the same 100%. shape. Yeah. The, the wheelbase is super different, though. If you look at yeah, the Ionic 5's wheelbase, it is long. Yeah. Their approach, 
uh, angle is is big. Yeah, it's perfect for Moab. It definitely. Uh, even though they just closed every trail in Moab. Thanks, Biden. Um, <laughs> okay. So, question the third for the day. <laughs> Maybe we can come to a consensus on this. Okay. Is there an automotive company that has never made a bad car? That has never made a bad car. Yeah. Ooh. I know. Because everybody's going to think that uh, we're going to say Porsche and be done with it. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> but I I mean, have you ever driven a 924 or a 944? I've driven a few 944s. Never a 924. Hmm. I just don't know if they're great. But are they bad? They're not bad. Have you driven a 924? I've driven a 924. Okay. How was that? Not great. <laughs> it wasn't terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, so I, I don't know if they're objectively good or bad. Hmm. Okay. So let's do this. Let's leave Porsche on the table. Okay. Is there another company that you can think of? Ferrari. Has Ferrari has there been a bad Ferrari made? Mundial. Exactly. The not a Ferrari. California. The, the non-Ferrari Ferrari. The non-Ferrari Ferrari. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. dentist's Miata, as we call it. The. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that. I just came up with it. TM. Genius. TM. TM. Straightmark. Yep. Uh so I think I don't think Ferrari can be on the list. No, the, the Mundial is objectively terrible. In every way. Yes. It's poorly proportioned. It's underpowered. And it's engine out service. And it's engine out service. Okay. Uh, Lamborghini has made a swath of horrible cars. Oh, the 70s and 80s were rough for Lamborghini. Yeah. The Espada. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Maserati. Oh, wait. Or, I, th <laughs> I switched. I thought we were... Doing car companies that had never made a good car. Right. Um, good car. The Maserati Birdcage. Maserati Birdcage. Yeah. The Mirac. Cool. Uh, okay. The Bi-Turbo. Bi. Bi-Turbo. Um, Alfa Romeo. Has Alfa Romeo ever made a bad car? I don't know if I know their cars well enough to know if they have or not. Okay. I'm sure they have. They made the Beta, so yes. <laughs> um... Yeah, I think Porsche comes the closest. Wait, did Lancia make the beta or did Alpha? Oh my gosh, my car guyness. <clears throat> if it if it was Lancia that made, <gasps> I was wrong. Okay, we're gonna rewind. <laughs> um, edit that bit out. Yep. No, this all stays in. Um, I don't know. I, I, the. I think the spider. Like the base model Alpha Spider mm -hmm. from the late '80s was pretty bad. Um, what I get on board with that. What about Lancia? They made something called the Beta. <laughs> mentioned earlier, <laughs> uh, was terrible. And the thing is, a lot of these car cars that we don't get, like the Lancias and the Citroens, and and you know, cars, car companies like that, we yeah. don't get. Especially the Lancia, we didn't get a lot of their 
stuff from like the 80s 90s yeah and they're pretty bad yes yeah i think i just have to stick with porsche and i'm gonna go out on a limb and say that neither the 944 or the 924 are bad i don't think that's a huge limb though they're just not great no i actually i actually really like 944s but i've never driven a 924 okay what about the first generation panamera uh hideous yes drives phenomenally well drives phenomenal sounds incredible yeah that is true yeah and when you're driving you don't have to look at it right which is awesome yeah okay yeah okay. so I I, I, I don't i don't think i don't think there's another company now i'm going to throw one out there and this is going to be controversial because they're a huge car company and i think the bigger the car company of course, the higher the likelihood that they made a bad car. Okay. I love Mercedes. And the more I get into older Mercedes, the more I really like them. And I know that they've, they've made a few bad, a few of the diesels have been bad, uh, but they're just, they're bulletproof and, and super reliable. So I don't know. I Let's do this. Let's research this question. Yeah, we're going to come back to this one. Because I think I threw it out there kind of flippantly. I, I can't, Porsche just can't be the answer for everything. Even though it kind of is. Yeah. What is happening? Is there an earthquake going no, on? No, sorry. I just had to move that. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, Started getting flashbacks to 2020. <laughs> I thought that uh, Miata stands for Miata is always the answer. Yeah, it does stand for that. It's an acronym. Um, but, uh, I just don't love the Miata. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to come back to that. Okay. Because, Yeah. Porsche. But so we were talking about 928, 944, 924, 911. Can we just talk about how many awesome car names have died in lieu of number, seemingly uh, incomprehensible numbers and things like that? It is. It's so sad. It is sad. Yeah. And I think that's a great point. Um, Think of some of the long lost names that that need to need to come back. The Toronado, the Gran Torino, El Dorado, El Dorado, El Camino. I mean, all of these, all of these are prime for a comeback. But that's what Hyundai should have named the Santa Cruz. The El Camino. Yeah. How do you say El Camino in Korean? <laughs> El Camino. <laughs> that was Japanese. I get my languages mixed up. Um, I. So I, I just talked about Mercedes, right? Yeah. Their naming convention is the most displeasing, incomprehensible <laughs> thing I've It's the most German way to name cars, I think. It's horrible. It's really horrible. And I'm going to tell you why it's especially horrible. So think about all of there is the A class, the M class, the G class, the S class, the C class. There are infinite amounts of classes and yes. infinite amounts of combinations for those classes right? right so they have the gla the glc the gls the glk the gl the g-wagon <laughs> all of those are suvs yeah and you, they all come gl 450 gl 550 gl 350 it, it, you cannot it no. is almost like somebody is trying to fool with us and it's working <laughs> But here's the thing. Okay, so you have all of those. And I understand if you had to name every Mercedes, it might be impossible. Yeah, There might true. not be enough German words to name every <laughs> model that Mercedes makes. And that's fine. Um, 
the GL, or not the GL, let's say the G63, right? The G-Wagon. Yeah. The most common Mercedes, genuinely the most common Mercedes I see driving around my neighborhood. Yes. Why is it called the GL63, Hunter? Enlighten us. Or a G63. What does the 63 stand for? So, the 63 is technically supposed to be the, because it's a, the, well. No, explain it. Supposed it to explain be. it what it's supposed to mean. Uh, so generally the number designation on a Mercedes will tell you what the displacement of the engine is. That's so right. So a G63 should have a 6.3 liter V8 motor. V8 motor. Yeah. Okay, so let's. that's perfect. <clears throat> yes. So in the, let's say the E350, mm -hmm. another super common Mercedes, the 350 is their 3.5 liter straight six. One of Bingo. The, one of the most bulletproof engines of all time, okay? But the E63, the G63, all of the AMGs, mm -hmm. it's not a 6.3 liter engine. It's a 6.2 liter engine. But they claim that they named it the 6.3 in honor of the original 6.3 liter engine. So it means literally nothing. So what they've done is come up with an excuse to lie. They're lying. They are lying. It's like when I tell people I'm 5'9", <laughs> everybody knows I'm 6'1". So and I nicked all 590. That's exactly right. Uh, the AM OG 590. <laughs> I just... It, it was kind of disappointing to me when I learned that. Yeah. So just... let's let's uh, I, let's petition for some car naming. Yeah. For some new car names. So I just have to call out. Uh, I have to call out Cadillac here, because Cadillac had some of the best names mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on the market, mm -hmm. and now they've gone to things like CT4V. Yeah. Like yeah, just all these different. CTS, ATS. And think of their, their Cadillac's Sickening. target demographic. Right. They're older. <clears throat> yeah. Are they more likely to uh, be able to remember like Cimarron right. or CTS V4V? Uh, what they should really do is name it like the Cadillac House Slipper. Oh, okay. Yeah. The Metamucil. <laughs> <laughs> something, something along those lines? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I just, I'm, I'm offended. I'm offended at all the letters and numbers. I'm sick of it. Okay. I want names back. Okay. What about BMW? Your beloved BMW. Okay. Because so, I think they do an okay job actually with their naming convention, even though it's numbers and letters. So, well, that's the same thing. It makes like, sense. Mercedes me. has always done numbers and letters too. Yeah. They just have too many of them. Yeah. And BMW for a long time, it was fine. They had the three series. The 5 yeah. Series and the 7 Series. Yeah. Now they have 1 Series, 2 Series, 3 Series, 4 Series, 5 Series, 6 Series, 7, seven series, series, 8, eight series. series. Yep. And then they have X1, X2, X3, okay. X4, X5, X6, okay, so here, X7. Okay, I'm, I'm going to stop you right here. Because I, I was on a rant. No, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Here's the thing. Yeah. I'm not as upset with the naming convention <laughs> as I am with how watered down the car brand has become because they're trying to make a shoe for everybody. Basically what they've done is you know, most cars, companies are like, okay, what's the target demographic for this car? Humans. How many people will buy it? Yeah. Okay. We can make that car. 
BMW's yep. like, if seven people will buy this car, we will make it. We will make it. And we'll also slap some beaver teeth on the front. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> well, and now they're, they have all of their electric line too. Yep. So it just keeps growing and growing and growing and growing. But they're using the same number. To, so they have like the i4, the yeah. i5. Mm-hmm. The iPod. <laughs> Wait. Different company. Yeah. And so I think to me, that might be, maybe we've had a little bit of revelation, or I have. I'm not as upset with the names as I am with them trying to make a car for literally every yeah. faction of human beings. Right. Make something good. And the people will come to it instead of making it for the people. What is happening to me? What am I turning into? So, yeah, I'm offended at the people who had good names and have gone to numbers and letters. Okay. We're both offended by the how watered down yeah. all the other ones are. Yep. I think of... Okay, here's, oh, here's a question. Okay. Okay. You have your favorite car brands, right? Yes. What is the most disappointing car that they currently make? BMW, what is the most disappointing car that BMW currently makes? And there oh, are gosh. a few. And let's, we, we won't even say the design yeah. because BMW's design is on whatever sort of hiatus yeah. they're on. What's the most disappointing car that BMW makes? Do you think it's the X1? Is it the 2 Series front wheel drive? Oh, gosh. What, I like, what about is it? That. So I was going to say the X4. Okay. Yeah. Oh <laughs> my gosh. I forgot they made the X4. Yes, exactly. It looks like a dog throwing up. <laughs> it's the same hunchback like when a dog throws up. It's so bad. But the front wheel drive 2 series yeah. is like BMW sacrilege. I, it nearly. just boggles my mind. It's horrible. It really is. It's horrible. Are there that many people that want a Jetta but want a BMW badge bad right. enough? Right. You want a $45,000 Jetta? I think they start at 45000 That's right. And it is offensive in every conceivable way. Okay, so Mercedes, right? Well, okay, let me say one more thing about that. Oh, let's hear it. Again, this is maybe getting a little niche for... for uh, That's what we're here for, though. <laughs> right. So the front-wheel drive 2 Series is not even on the same platform as the regular 2 Series. So they had to develop a completely new a platform completely just for the front-wheel drive? That is mind-boggling. Yeah. I, so I read... A statistic that it usually costs about a billion dollars to develop a new platform for a car. Mm -hmm. So did they, do they feel like, they're obviously smarter than me, mm -hmm. they're going to be able to sell a billion dollars worth of front wheel drive 2 series just to break even? I don't, I don't know. <clears throat> I, I've seen a couple of them driving around. I have too, and they're gross. They are, they are, they're, they're offensive. They look, they look like a run of the mill Impreza almost. Yeah. Or yeah. It's, you can't tell them apart. Right. Mercedes. As soon as they made the CLA, oh gosh, I just about died. It is so it's just not. You think of, what's the first thing you think of when you think of Mercedes? Luxury. You think of big S yes. class, right? Yeah. Or a G-Wagon. Yep. And S class the, and G-Wagon. The CLA comes along and it's just this droopy little sad <laughs> It it looks sad. It does the back does. end. Yeah. It tapers off. It looks like uh you know what it looks like? Hmm. A mouse, a computer mouse. It does. And it kind of looks the same going forward and backwards. Yeah. And you can get the CLA, the AMG, but yeah. again, why? It just, it's just sad. It is sad. So these big car manufacturers are starting to 
create things like that. And I hear people talk a lot about Porsche and how they made the Cayenne and the McCann, but those generated more money for those companies. The Cayenne legitimately saved the company. It saved Porsche. I don't think Porsche would be around, yeah. at least not in the way they are now, yeah. without the Cayenne. They would have been bought out by somebody. Ghibli? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Think about Lamborghini, too. Yeah. With the, the Urus. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Like we we said this a few episodes ago, they've sold more of the Urus than every other yeah. Lamborghini model combined mm -hmm. ever. Yeah. I, and that car has been around for five years? Did you? Four years? Hear, they're coming out with a new uh, trim level or a new uh, special edition Urus. Oh, gosh. The Axe Body Spray. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be... <laughs> it's going to be real brightly colored. And... <laughs> Every 10 seconds, it blasts out a preferred scent. Yeah. Does um, it have like, uh, you know, in Fast and Furious, they had like those nitrous sprayers from the hood. Same thing. Some Axe ones. Yep. Oh, Because they got to see you coming. They got to hear you coming. They got to smell you coming. <laughs> it was a really questionable soundbite for yeah. me. <clears throat> I just had one more thought jump into my head about car names. It's ADHD, my friend. Yes. Can we talk about, again, our favorite company, Maserati? Mm-hmm. And Maserati. how they have somehow gotten away with names like the Gran Turismo, the Grand Tour. Yeah. The Quattroporte, okay. the four-door. Four Let's go back to Ferrari then. Let's go back to Ferrari. So okay. I, I agree with that. Ferrari mm -hmm. is a blacksmith, basically, in Italian. Okay. Right? So you have the Ferrari... La Ferrari, the blacksmith, the blacksmith. <laughs> Scuderia is a uh, stable, right? Okay. So you have like all of these funny Italian names. Yeah. So in English, we don't have anything that's equivalent to that. We don't have any car brand that's like the Ford drive through restaurant. <laughs> right. So I, yeah. The Ford double cheeseburger. The Ford double cheese. That's coming out. The, it's the I double cheese because <clears throat> right. it's electric. Um, that is kind of funny, though. Yeah. The quadrifolio, the four leaf. Yeah. I, I don't know. Some of them are kind of cool, though. I, like Quattroporte sounds awesome. It does. But it literally means the four door. door. Yeah, four door. Yeah. At least it makes sense, I guess. What if Ikea made cars? <laughs> this is the Glupelflug. <laughs> and uh, it stacks onto the Flurgentog. <laughs> And uh, you, you put them together yourself, but it's super cool. Um, okay. Yeah. I want you to tell a story. Okay. You drove, we talked a little bit about a beautiful 911 mm -hmm. that one of our friends just purchased. Okay. Shark Blue. Oh, yes. Uh, and it's very special because it is a six-speed. Mm-mm. Seven. It's a seven-speed? Yeah, it's a seven-speed. How do they have that many gears? It's really actually like slightly, it just feels weird. Like shifting into seventh is like way over. Yeah, is your arm uh, long enough to shift <clears throat> into seventh? No. You had to do it with your foot? Yep. Weird. Good thing you weren't wearing shoes when you drove it. <laughs> so I want you to tell a little bit about it because I'm pretty jealous. I got to look at it. But it was snowing when I was down there. Mm. Plus, he'd never let me drive it anyway. Yeah, he would. I have like 30, 35 DUIs. <laughs> True. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> so, it, was it good? Was it as good as I can imagine? It, yeah, it is. Because it's a modern Porsche 
with the old school feel of shifting your own gears. Yeah, and a lot of modern manuals don't feel that great. Like the just the feeling of the it's automated almost. Yeah, it does, it's, it's not, like it's like power steering. Yeah, you don't get as good of a feel. Yeah, uh, but it's it's so good. It's just to drive a manual Porsche that's brand new is so good. It's something I haven't experienced. Yeah, I've driven tons of Porsches with manual transmissions that were older, like nine nine six and before. Yeah, so late nineties and before, but and before I drove like the first my first like a 992 911 that was manual 992 what year or what uh let's let's talk about not talk about but what years would a 992 be about? so a 992 is anything 2021 20, yeah. and newer yep okay um so i i kind of thought like it would be too fast to drive in a manual yeah it's not I was really surprised. How heavy is the clutch? It's 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 really not. How long is the throw <laughs> on the shift? I need to know all these tiny details. <laughs> the throw is maybe a little long for me, actually. Okay. So like the the distance between each gear. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's not Can you just buy a short shift kit from eBay? <laughs> I'm sure you could. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll send him some links. Okay. Yeah, no, it's it's great though. And one of the interesting, so on a, and I kind of think this is like a manual cheat code almost. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you don't have that. Even if you drive a manual every day and you're really good at it. Yeah. There's always like that little fear in the back of your head. Like don't kill it. Don't kill it. Don't kill it at a light, especially on a hill. Every day. Don't every roll time. back. Does it have hill smash assist? In. Well, it does <laughs> first of all, but it also has, if you kill it, if you kill a new Porsche. Yeah. If you just push the clutch back in, yeah, starts the car. No way. Yeah, so you don't have to like... Oh, you don't have to go through turning it off and turning it back on? Yeah. Gosh dang. One time I let my friend drive my M3. Yeah. And we were going up uh, Little Cottonwood Canyon. Mm-hmm. And um, he chose a horrible spot to turn around. Okay. Blind corner? It wasn't, uphill? It wasn't a blind corner, but it was like a, at least a three-point turn. Yeah. He goes to turn... A car starts coming, he kills it. So we're nice. sitting in, and then in that car, you have to like, you have to turn the key all the way off. And sometimes yeah. the steering wheel will lock. Yep. And so, you have to move the steering wheel to get it yeah, to unlock. Yeah, so he's like, didn't know how to do that. And I'm trying to help him do it. So we're sitting in and blocking the whole road. It was a nightmare. <laughs> that is bad times. But yeah, on the new Porsches, you just push the clutch but in. The first Porsche I ever drove, <clears throat> first modern Porsche that I ever drove with uh, manual transmission was a 996. Yeah. First time I got in it, killed it. And I was like, oh man, that was so embarrassing. Started up real quick again, killed it. It was so bad. That's rough. Yeah. Okay. But it's those experiences that we learn from. They it make is. us who we are. That's right. They leave deep-seated scars that never heal that we can <laughs> refer to as we're laying in bed trying to go to sleep. That sounds about right. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's end it there. But we have some... We didn't get a guest this week, but I guarantee we're going to have a guest next week. Next week, 100%. It's going to be good times. Yep. Uh, so... Until then, go drive something fun and uh, do something Christmassy. He's just helping Santa Claus. He's just helping Santa Claus.